And uh, again, good morning, welcome. This is a creation story, a story that invites us to imagine creation in new ways. Now, like this story that Abby just read for us, this resurrection life, this time off the cross, uh, it's a moment that echoes so much of what we see in Israel's scriptures. You know, back in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, it begins, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then we get to the story of creation. And in different traditions, we parse that out in terms of mechanism. We'll say, you know, one day, two day, three day. We go through this trajectory. For most of us growing up in Western uh, Christian spaces, we've been taught or socialized to engage the story as this is the way creation unfolds. That it is essentially a story of origination, how things got their origin and the order they arrived. I want to highlight a reading of the Genesis story from um, a different tradition, the African-American systematic theology book, um, They Have Been Believers. This is the first systematic theology book that exists in the African-American tradition. And they talk about creation in this way. They say, the story of creation isn't so much about the mechanism of how things came to find their origin, not the order of things. It's all just telling us this one thing. It's not how did things come into being. It's what difference does it make if I've been created by God? So the question they're asking in that tradition and in that uh, way of engaging theology is just a different angle. It says, what difference does it make if I have been created by God? What does the image of God mean for us? What does new creation mean for us? In many ways, this story and the Easter story, it invites us to reflect on these kind of questions. Questions that engage the story of God in personal ways. I don't know if you caught it, but did you notice the question that Jesus asks Mary? The question he asks is, who are you seeking? Who are you seeking? This is important because when Jesus first meets the disciples in John 1, introduces himself, the, the question that he brings to them is, what are you seeking? You know, they were followers of John the Baptist. They're coming along and they want to engage this new thought. John the Baptist, he points to Jesus and says, this is the Lamb of God, behold. And the text says, the disciples, they go to him, and Jesus responds by saying, what are you seeking? The journey of faith is a journey that takes us from engaging faith as, what is this? To a journey of saying, who is this? It's a journey about taking principles, ways that perhaps we've engaged Christianity. What is this? What is it doing? And it's saying, no, who is this meant for? Who is this benefiting? Who is God bringing you into relationship with? Sometimes we've structured the faith to say, this is all centered on things to know, ethics to live out, principles to live out. And when we've done that, we might have missed the who that is central to the story. 
Who has God created us all to be? And who has God created us for? In what way are we engaging the world around us? When Mary responds with the word Rabboni, that's the same word that the first disciples responded with. And so you see, this story is a creation story. It's a story that takes pieces from Israel's scriptures, pieces from within the book of John itself, and relives it all in this chapter. This chapter, it starts in darkness. It starts in void. It starts, the text says, on the first day of the week, a new week. But it doesn't begin with light, it begins with darkness, just as in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There was darkness and there was light, and it was separated. First act of creation, happening again in the story. Mary goes, she sees, and she looks into the tomb, and what does she see? She sees emptiness. She sees the depths. She sees nothing. She's expecting to see death, as Abby pointed out for us, but she doesn't see anything. So she runs and she tells the disciples. They run down with her. They beat her. They, uh, they, they beat her in the race down to the, the tomb. And then they take a look inside, and verse 8 tells us that they believed. And then they go home. There's a way of believing that separates you out from others. Here's what I mean. In the text, as they're going, they look in, they believe, whatever that means. They go to their homes, separate places. And as they're in their own homes scattered, one way of reading this is that they have finally realized they've been conned. This guy who has been around, who's been leading us, he's not here. And so instead of gathering in a home together, instead of being together where they were to begin with, Mary goes and she meets them in one place. They go to their homes, plural. They separate. And they scatter. What's striking is that Mary stays and she meets Jesus. And Jesus says, tell my disciples that I'm risen. And so she goes, and she goes, and she moves to all the different places. She goes to the disciples, and the next time we see the disciples together, they're in one place. They're in one house. They're with each other. They're with one another. That question of who are you seeking is the question that Jesus invites us if we claim the Christian faith as our tradition He he invites us to ask that same question today. Who are you seeking? What does it look like in our lives as people of faith and as people who claim the Christian tradition, Christ is Lord, what does it look like to go to different houses such that when you regather, you're in the same place? Such that when you live the witness well, you're bringing people into the home. This journey, again, through the chapter of, first, uh, of John 20 is this movement from being together, being scattered, and then after encountering Jesus, 
reimagining life together again. But it's in a new way. It's in a new way rooted in who is there. It's in a way that's rooted in this being that wraps us into life together. The vision of Christ and Christ's death and resurrection is one that brings us around and through the experiences of death, of loss, of terror. And it doesn't just answer the questions, you know, it doesn't resolve the tension, but it says even down in those places of our lives, Christ is present. On Good Friday, uh, we did some stations in this area, and we began with a station that had candles. And nor- normally in remembrance, memorial-type space for reverence, you light a candle in remembrance. But today, or uh, on Friday, we blew a candle out in recognition that the light of Christ died. It passed. And to see all of these candles that we lit up over by that wall, and then for the room to just slowly get darker and darker as more people came and blew out the candles, just opened up space for us to recognize. If we open our eyes, there's darkness around us. The light has faded. But the hope that comes in relationship with Christ doesn't leave us there. It doesn't leave us in bitterness. We ended the station by coming all the way through and then drinking bitter tea. It sits on the tongue. It lingers there. You taste it. In that space, it might feel like my life is bitter. I have nowhere to go. And in that not having anywhere to go, I am lingering in this by myself. Let me say that this journey of faith that God calls us into from this story, from this chapter, again, is don't scatter away. Let us come together in a way that invites God to meet us in the midst of all of the things we experience. And the last and the main thing we did on Friday was we had this cross that was empty. In this cross, we covered with things that we are mourning for this year, things that we are carrying, things that have died. What does it mean to cast your cares on the Lord and on this cross? Before we took off all the post-its, it was covered all over. And today, it's different. There's life. There's flourishing There's richness tied to this space. This uh, act that we would love to invite you into as we continue on in worship, in response to the story, in response to finding the flourishing of God, in the response of God bringing new things into being and new things into life, is that if you uh, would love to, We have flowers here, and we have bouquet papers. And we invite you to come and make a bouquet. Make a bouquet for your your family. Maybe make a bouquet to bring to someone else. But this act of coming to the cross, casting your cares on Friday, and then receiving good life, and receiving new life, and receiving flourishing in a way that isn't just 
for beauty and its sake, but also because it brings you in relationship and connection with others. The, the vision is that God wraps us into this story. He makes us move from a journey of what is faith to who is faith for? Who are you seeking? And in our seeking together, who is God inviting us to uh, engage in ways that lead to the flourishing of all? I said it already, but this is a creation story. First of the week, darkness, depth, void, and God shows up in the midst of that. And not only does he show up, he brings the disciples, he brings Mary into a relationship with each other that when they have scattered, when all hope is lost, they are brought back together. This journey is the journey of faith. The one that allows us to imagine faith, not just as principles, but in ways that engage real people. That change how we engage real people. And so like we imagined for uh, the Genesis story, it's not just telling us what is happening in order. The real question is, what difference does it make? Who does it bring us into relationship with? How does that change my lived reality? This is the hope of Easter. That no matter how we have answered this question, no matter how we have tribalized our lives, God is inviting us to enter into relationship more. Of course, we do that with wisdom. We've just finished the series about prayer and how heaven and earth come together. And that reconciliation and coming into relationship with each other isn't done without, uh, without wisdom. The series coming up, we're going to do a series on hearing from God. What does it mean to hear from God and hear God through others? It's going to change the way that we engage the world around us. And then the one after that, we're going to look at creation care and stewardship. And what does it mean to live the vision of um, caring for all of creation well? In that series, one thing that we'll look at is the, the ethic and the vision that makes it possible for creation to be cared for. And so we look forward to those two things coming up. We'd love to invite you to continue on pressing and journeying with us as we look at relationship and we try and discover what this faith means for us in rich, robust ways. But this time, I'd love to invite the band up. And as a response to this story of bringing us together, we have extended time where we can enter and worship. We also invite you to make a bouquet. And if you um, are so bold, give it away. Give it away. It can sit beautifully in your home. It is Easter. What does it look like to give it away? This is the life of faith. Discovering beauty, finding beauty from dead things, finding beauty from the things that we have cast onto the cross and then offering that in a way that gives life to other. Let us pray together and continue in worship. God, we are grateful for the gift of this day. We're grateful for this moment in our week to pause. We're grateful to reflect on who you are 
the life you grant and you give to us. We pray you would open our eyes to find you in the desolate places, in all of the chaos and all of the suffering that we experience and we see and observe in the world. May we be able to find you there. We know you are present. Help us to steward your creation well. And in these ways that you bring us into relationship with others, may our lives be your light, not an extinguished place, but something that lights up, that warms up, and that brings your goodness to bear on the world in real ways. We pray this with Christ by the power of the Spirit. Everyone said, Amen. Uh, Christy will be over here. She's, she's helped us with this cross, um, and she'll be able to help assemble uh, for those who are a little less green-thumbed like myself. Um, but yes, be all, by all means, we engage in worship here, and then we'll continue in song and um, in prayer and meditation as we pray together. Let's worship.